Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the Disciples Dialogue. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, as you can tell, this episode is a little bit different. It's dropping at a different date than normal, and there's no intro music. Um, there was a reason for that, because we're on vacation. Um, we are at the beach, coming to you from Nags Head, North Carolina, uh, having a good time here. But uh, Brother Brubaker and myself just had to sit down and have this conversation. We figured might as well go ahead and record it and let everybody else in on what's going on. Welcome, Brother Brubaker, to the Disciples Dialogue. Well, praise the Lord. It's an honor to be here and glad to be back. Amen. So real quick, we wanted to share our thoughts with you all, the listeners. Um, some very interesting things happened today, uh, and we've just got stuff we want to talk about. Um, we're at the beach uh, the day before yesterday, we actually went to the beach, took the kids down there, and and had a good time playing in the ocean, and things were relatively normal, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was normal conditions, not a lot of wind, small waves, a good time for the kids, and a good day for them to be out there enjoying the waves. Yeah, I mean, other than, you know, a little bit of fear of a shark coming and taking me under, I mean, I, it was pretty chill yesterday. We had a great time or the day before yesterday, and but today, uh, the kids was begging us, you know, the wives and the kids, they all wanted to go to the to the beach again and to the ocean and play in the water again. So we we all packed up, went to to the uh, beach here, and when we got there, from the moment we walked out onto the sand, things were noticeably different, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was extremely different than than the first time and. And the first thing that I noticed when I walked out there was there were different warning signs up. They had some flags on the lifeguard stands that even before you get to the beach that warn you that the conditions were different. The other day when we were there, it was all green and saying it's fine to go. But today when we went, it had yellow yellow flags up and cautioning you of riptides. Mm. But if you didn't know to look for those warning signs, then you would have been taken completely off guard. Even though the waves were bigger, you wouldn't realize those riptides were there until you got out in that water. Yeah. So And, and so just to paint the picture for you guys listening, because you're not here with us, um, they're, they're calling for some storms to blow in later this afternoon. Uh, it's not rained. It's not stormed at all today. We, we thought we're going to go to the beach, have a good time, just like we did a couple days ago. Um, but... The wind had definitely picked up, and when we got out there and saw the water, the waves were noticeably bigger, like uncomfortable uh, for me to let my kids go out there into the water and and swim as they did just two days prior. Um, and so we're all kind of standing there watching the waves and, and really concerned, didn't really want to let them go out into it, just too dangerous. And I didn't even notice the flags. You know, I didn't even know that that was a thing, that there were the, these literal warning signs that they put up to give a heads up to people, hey, the swimming conditions are very dangerous, and until Brother Brubaker um, made mention of it, and, and I looked around up and down the beach, and sure enough, yellow flags everywhere. So that was that was the first thing that really caught our attention, or my attention, and, and so we started talking about that. The warning signs that we often miss because maybe because we're ignorant and and we literally don't know that they're there. Um, and so obviously here on the Disciples Dialogue, we want to 
find the hidden meaning here and learn a lesson from what we saw today, uh, there are warning signs all around us, spiritually speaking. Um, the Lord provides warning signs when conditions may not be ideal, when they may be a little bit more dangerous than normal. And if you're not around good people who have experience um, with those signs, just like I was ignorant, I had no idea until someone who had been there and done that said, hey, look up and down the beach, you see the signs, these, these colored flags, they, they mean something. Well, I, now it makes perfect sense. You know, having somebody in your corner who can speak into your life and say, look, I've seen this before. I've been here before. We need to be careful. Right, right. I think about guardrails even so. Like when we first get into the church, for me, I didn't realize there were guardrails I needed in my life. Not rules, but guardrails to keep me on track and keep me on that correct path like those flags do mm -hmm. and like the lifeguards do. You need people out there to give you advice and to help you as you as you continue on the right path because without somebody there to explain it to you, you know, you look, look at look at the eunuch when when Philip come down to him, you know, and, and, and he was reading in the Bible. He was reading the Word and Philip said, do you know what that said? And he said, how could I unless somebody explained it to me, you know? Mm -hmm. We need people in our lives that can speak in our lives and explain those things to keep us on that right path and mm. from getting off. And when we do veer a little bit, to kind of have a word of encouragement in our life, not somebody that's just, you know, beating us down every chance they get, but that right. somebody that truly loves us and that wants the best for our lives. Yeah. The lifeguards, we didn't even talk about this earlier. We've been kind of talking back and forth, you know, getting amped up for this uh, recording session, but... Uh, that we didn't know we were going to do and just till a couple of hours ago. But we, you know, in talking about the lifeguards, that just brings to my mind how there's someone out there who's, if they're taking their job seriously, they're not worried about having fun. You know, you got thousands of people on the beach having fun, playing, doing all these things. But the lifeguard is literally there to observe and, and watch out for things that, beachgoers may not even be looking for. So, and we, we take them for granted. I feel like I always take the lifeguard for granted, but they're really watching out for me and my family. And God forbid, but if they have to come in and save us because we didn't pay attention to the signs, then, you know, I thank God for the lifeguards. Amen. You know, no, that's they're good. very much needed. So we talked about, you know, talked about lifeguards but some of the other things we were talking about earlier, um, so good is the water, the waves. We stood there on the shore, and, and if I can, again, try to paint a picture for you guys, the, the waves, they were definitely bigger than a couple days ago. Uh, they were You could tell they were more powerful. There wasn't near as many people swimming in the water today, but a few surfers and what have you out there in the water. And while I was a little hesitant, um, we did end up swimming in the water, but standing on the shore looking at the waves, I did I took for granted just how powerful they were. They right. you know, these were only three, four foot maybe waves uh coming into the shore and they looked manageable. You right. know, they looked yeah. like for a grown man, not that I'm I'm anything, I don't claim to be anything, but for a grown man I figured you know, three foot wave, I can handle that, right. no problem. But then the reality sets in when you get out there in the water. 
explain to them about the reality once we got out there in it. So your perspective, where, where you're at, if you're from the outside looking in, you know, if you're up there on that beach looking down on them waves, it's nothing intimidating, really. You can tell that you don't really want your kids in there, but for grown people, like he said, it doesn't seem that big of a deal. But when you get out there in it, kind of like most of the books in the Bible, you know, when we look back on them, then we're like, well, why didn't they just submit or whatever? Why didn't they just trust God? Mm -hmm. But when you're in that wave, when you're out there and, and you finally get close to them and up, up close and personal, and you're no longer on the bank looking down, but you're in that motion, and it's extremely violent out there. You know, you don't realize until you step out there how it pulls you in. And in just a couple moments, we went from right in front of our our place on the beach where we were sitting mm -hmm. to 20, 30 feet down the beach. Yeah. And didn't even know we had moved. Right. And it happens that fast, you know. And those, those waves were a sign of that storm to come, you know. Uh, it was kind of a pre-telling of it. We knew that there was some storms coming in, but when you walked out there, you could tell things were going to be different today. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize how much, you know, how much those waves can affect you until you're out there standing in them. And it doesn't even have to be the storm that shows up. The waves batter us every day, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and before the storm even arrives, the waves can take us under if we're not careful. Yeah. It was amazing to me to, to, we entered into the ocean at one point right in front of our families. And then like Brother Brubaker said, we quickly were, were taken downstream, uh, if you will, down the ocean 20, 30 yards. And you look up and your family's farther away from you. You're no longer right in line with them. You're, you're drifting, and you did, I didn't even realize it. Right. I had no idea I was drifting that much, but that's kind of like sin. Right. You know, it reminds me of our sin. We get out there in deep waters, and we try to survive, and, and our sin, we get in over our head and sin, and you're drifting in slowly, maybe quickly, but you don't even realize how far you're drifting until you look up and you see the ones that you love the most mm -hmm. uh, a great distance away from you and how alarming that was to me. It was like a... A reality check, you know, I need to get back where I was. So true. So. And and so Brother Brubaker was telling me about, you know, riptides when, you know, what was it you was telling me about riptides when they take you out? Yeah, you know, so a lot of people it, try to swim back. Right. And they, they say don't try to, to fight back that current. Swim, swim sideways, mm -hmm. you know, because if you continue to try to get back, you're fighting that current. But sometimes you got to get out of that riptide. Sometimes you got to swim a little further down shore mm. to get away from it wow. instead of trying to swim back. And that's what wears you out. You're swimming against that current so hard. And sometimes you just got to flow with it or, mm. or get, you know, not, not in a sin aspect, but sometimes you just got to kind of go down, go down with the grain instead of against it. Yeah. I was telling my son, Hudson, who's 10 years old, uh, he was like, Dad, I want to go out further. I want to go out further. And I wouldn't let him. I just, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, he probably would have been fine, but I was telling my wife, standing there as he was wanting to go out further, I said, look, these waves, as much as they beat on you and wear you out, you don't have the energy. Once you get out there so far and you've been out there long enough, you don't have the energy to swim back in. And that's really what I think happens to people. They get worn out. Mm. They, they lose the desire to fight. Yeah. And they succumb to the battle. Right. And, and and that's spiritually and physically right there, yeah. Yeah, it's very much so. You know, there's a physical 
correlation there, but very much so a spiritual correlation. How many times have you been in the midst of a battle and you just get so tired of fighting, tired of battling, and it seems like you're there, you know, the more you struggle trying to get back to the shore, the more you drift. Yeah. And it's like, it would it be easier just to give up and just, you know, let the ocean have its way with me, let sin have its way with me. But, you know, a loving father will yeah. step in and say, you know what, let's not even go out that far. Yeah. Let's just yeah. stay right here where it's safe. You have to have intervention. You have to have something that comes in and says, that helps you with that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying on your own, you'll never make it. Right. Yeah. You know, without somebody that comes in and says, hey, that's far enough. Mm. Yeah, that's far enough. The the conditions today, I mean, it was it was amazing. There was few people out there in the in the water. Um, I think about comfortability. I think about um, a lot of things. And there's some scripture. We actually started looking into the scriptures. And there's a lot actually in the Bible about waves and the ocean and, and all that that we'll get into just briefly. But um, I think it, it's a, a sign worth noting, worth, worth looking at when you go out there and you see that nobody else thinks this is a good idea. So what makes it a good idea for me? Right. Right? Yeah. Now, in one sense, you could say, well, the world is full of sin. And if, if you know, if everybody else is doing it, then you can do it. But there's also a great warning in if nobody else is doing it, there's probably a good reason for that. Right. So if you're if you're connected to the body of Christ, if you're really living for God and, and none of your brothers and sisters are doing something or going somewhere or partaking in this or that, it would it's probably a good warning sign for us not to venture out on our own. Right. Because then you end up being the the one sheep that gets separated right. from the flock and the you know the the shepherd has to go and leave the 99 yeah. just to find the one. But he's only going to be able to find the one who wants to be found. Right, he's got to be found. And that reminds me so much of Paul. Whenever whenever they had their shipwreck, you know, the the waves were beating on them, they were in this storm. And Paul, angel come to Paul, and, and Paul told him, we're going to make it through this, but we have to stick together. We all have to do this. If we separate, one of us might not make it. None of us might. But as long as we stay together, we're going to make it. Yeah, that's true. So, Brother Brubaker, when we got back to the beach house here, we, you know, the kids are back in a swimming pool here at the beach house and safe conditions and they're having yeah. a good time. And he, he says, bro, I just jumped on my, my Bible app here and I'm looking up waves and you know how much the Bible talks about waves. And I really, it didn't dawn on me until we started talking about it, but he brought up uh, Psalm 107. And if we can just read a few verses here, I guess if we start at verse 21, read down a little ways. Um, matter of fact, let's go down to verse 23. Uh, Psalm 107, 23 says, They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these uh, see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. So we we see right there that the deep, uh, when you get out there in the deep things, there there is a lesson to be learned and there's great wonders in the deep. I believe there's a great lesson to be learned. Um, It says they mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. So there's also a great 
battle in the sea that talks about these sailors on a ship who when they get in the middle of a storm and the waves are tossing them to and fro that that their soul is melted because of the trouble they're fearful yeah just like I was out there in that water I became fearful there uh, it says they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man you can't control yourself out there on the waves uh, and are at wit's end then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. Uh, man, they crying to the Lord. Yeah. When, when you get in a, in a bad place, and, and the water, the waves have taken you, and they're just, I mean, they're literally doing with you what they want to do. Right. I had no control out there in those waves. Right. Brother Brubaker and I, we got our boogie boards, and we went out there and tried to, you know, body surf and all that, trying to be cool and have a good time. But I had zero control. Right. Once that wave got me, I had no control at all. And even after you get to the shore, you know, that, that wave's taking you, and it's and you're in a, 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 a muddy mess, a muck and mire, and, and the waves are thrashing on the, on the bank, stirring up all the sand. And just as you get out of that wave, before you have a chance to react, another one hits you. And that's the one that you don't even see coming. Yeah. And that wave will absolutely spin you out of control. And it, and it begins to knock the things out of your hand. You know, we discussed that too, you know. The things you might be holding on to, and sometimes that might be God, you know, sending those waves to try to get you to let go of a few things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're holding on to a few things, and, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be a storm in your life. Sometimes it's just the waves of life, you know, that's coming one after another. And he's trying to tell you, maybe you should let go of this. You yeah. know, maybe you should let me have control of that. Cry out unto the Lord. Mm. Yeah, in your distress, uh, cry out. Matter of fact, it reminds me of the scripture. I don't, I don't have it pulled up right now, but um, Jesus is sleeping down in the in right. the bottom of the boat, and disciples are losing their mind because right. they're fearful because of the storm causing all these waves. They think that they're going to go under. And, and they were, they were, they, they that was their job. They were on the water all the time. Yeah. But yet something in, in this instance scared them to the point to where they didn't think they were going to make it. It wasn't an average storm that day. That's right. Yeah. It was a bad storm. And what did they do? They go and wake up Jesus. Yeah, they cried on the Lord. And when I, I read that years ago, and, and here's the thought that I, I had when I read that. You know, Jesus, in, in the book of John, chapter 1, it says uh, the Word was made flesh. Jesus was the Word, right. right? And the Word was made flesh. God was the Word. The Word was made flesh. That's Jesus. They're both one. We understand that. So they literally went down and woke up the Word. Yeah. So in the midst of their trouble, they woke up the Word. Mm. And I wonder if, if, if so many times when we find ourselves in a battle, in a struggle, and the waves are pounding us and we're just losing all hope and control— we should wake up the word. Amen. Right? Get the Bible out. Yeah. Call on the name of the Lord. Start singing and, and reading these psalms or reading the word of God, quoting the word of God, because when you wake up the word, the storm, the storm has to obey his voice. Yeah, because if you turn the other direction, you know, if you jump on Facebook and looking mm. for your help there. Yeah. And not, you know, not trying to get off topic here, but there's there's several ways you can turn and you have to turn to the to the right way. Yeah. You know, you have to do things the right way or else you're going to end up with worldly advice. Yeah. And your storm's probably going to get a lot worse. That's right. So we that's what we did. We came back from from the rough waters and we, we went to the Word, yeah. you know, and started looking. Man, what does the Word have to say about these waves and these storms? And another one we found was Psalm 93 and 3. The floods have lifted up. Oh, Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice 
the floods lift up their waves. And then also another one, uh, Psalm 93 and 4, the next verse says, The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. So it doesn't matter how strong your storm is. It doesn't matter how powerful the, the waves are. The Lord is mightier than any storm that we go through. Yeah. And, and that, that comforts me that to know that no matter what I go through, he's yeah. stronger. Yeah, and he's there, yeah. He's as close as the mention of his name. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, we didn't even discuss this, but um, as I was standing there watching my kids play, you know, knee-deep in the water, and, and I was, you know, there's a little bit of uh, anxiety on my part, you know, I'm just watching my kids. I didn't want anybody to, to get in harm's way. I saw these surfers. There was two surfers right out from us on the other side of these waves, and they're kind of just chill. They're they're comfortable as can be. They probably grew up around this. Um, and I had already played out in my mind, if something happens to one of our kids uh, and they get in trouble, I'm going to holler out yeah. But because these people, they they're out there. They they understand the ways. They understand, and they've got better equipment. They've got better equipment. Yeah. They're equipped to help yeah. me. Right. And man, that just it was like a light bulb went off. If you don't have people sitting at your table who are in your corner that can help you, who are equipped for the storms, who have better advice, more wisdom, more knowledge, have been around the block a time or two. Um, I've heard it said like this. I think Brother McKillop said, um, if you're always the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, you're never going to be any smarter. Right. You have to learn from people. You have to have people that have been places you haven't been Yeah. so that you can continue to grow in the Lord. Oh, man, that's so good. Now, I'm a grown man, and I can swim, but in that moment, I recognize my weakness, my vulnerability, and I said, if I have to, I'm going to call these guys out, even though I don't even know them. Right. I'm going to holler yeah. out, hey, help me, help me, because I need all the help I yeah, can get. Because it's something valuable, mm. you know, and, and you can't afford to lose that valuable thing. You know, your child, there's nothing more valuable to yeah. you. And so whatever it takes, you're going to do to save that child. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. So, so these are kind of the things that we went through today and what we witnessed, and it was just... I don't know. It was just an eye opener. Immediately, as soon as we came out of the water, we started thinking about and talking about the scripture and and the spiritual connotation here and what what God's really trying to teach us. And we just wanted to share our thoughts with you guys. And uh, because none of us, none of us, are exempt from the storms. Right. Yeah, they're going to come. And 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 even before the storms get there, you're going to have waves that you have to go through and deal with. You know, mm. and they're constantly there, one after another. And and sometimes they're there. I think they're there to make you stronger, so that you can you can withstand that storm that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you just gotta allow them storms to to build you up, the waves and stuff to make you stronger as you fight through them, because you have no control over. Them. Yeah. You know, they're gonna come one after another, and some's bigger than others, and certain days are better than others. Mm. But as long as you can continue to to weather those waves, yeah. uh, and grow in that and learn from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Um, I want to say this before we, we end today, but just beyond those harsh, powerful waves that were absolutely beating the brakes off of us, I mean, I, I had no control at all, but just beyond those, there was a calm. There was a calm and a steel, yeah. There was a steel. There was a, 
Uh, you know, you see these guys sitting on their surfboards, literally just hanging out. Yeah, unaffected by unaffected it. Unaffected by it. Yeah, they were in the deeps. Oh, man. So there's a place. <laughs> yeah, there's a place. And the more shallow the place you're in, the rougher the waves yeah. are. But if you can get past the shallowness, yeah. right? Get past the ankle deep, the knee deep. Yeah. And if you can get out over your head. Man, there there's a depth mm-hmm. where there's a peace that the Lord can bring to you and... And, and, and I was reminded as we was just talking about this that when you get out there past the shallowness, I just listened to a great episode on Kingdom Speak uh, with Larry Booker. Uh, they had on Brother Larry Booker, who the bane of pettiness, you know, the shallow things in life, the petty things in life, they just don't amount to much. But that oftentimes can be the, the demise of good people because right. they can't handle even the things in the shallow. Yeah. How can you handle the things of the deep if you can't handle the things of the shallow? And you're gonna to have to lay some things down to get out there of that depth. You're gonna to have to, you're gonna to have to let some of that pride go. Mm. You know, you're gonna to have to begin to, to lay down some things that might be hindering you from that depth. Mm. You know, that's my prayer. Uh, every time I pray, I try to pray, Lord, help me to get to the deep end. Help me to search my heart, do inventory of me yeah. to help me to get out of this. You know, because I, I want to see the deep things of God, but we're all holding on to something we can let go. Yeah. Well, we just got to get rid of that and allow those waves to kind of take control of us. So, so real quick, talk about that. You remember you was telling me about how the 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 next wave that came in, once the one wave pushed you up to the shore, but then the next wave came and knocked everything out of oh, your hands. Oh yeah, yeah, everything that I was holding on to, there it went. The boogie you board, know, the boogie everything. Board, everything. I filled my pockets full of sand. You know, <laughs> it was just. It was intense, you yeah. Know? And so I find myself up running, chasing after the oh, things that were bro. in my hands. Oh man! You know, instead of just allowing it to be taken away, uh, you know. And I, and that's how God does this. I think He works on us, and He tries, He tries to get us to let go of those things. But how many times do we lay them down, or they come out of our hands, and we start to walk off and turn around and say, "Oh, I need that. I got to go back and grab that." Wow! I might pick that one back up for today. I'll, I'll lay it down tomorrow, maybe. Mm. I, I know because I've been there. Yeah, you know, I've lived through it. Oh yeah, and still do on things, you know. But but he continues to send those waves, and he's saying, "Just let it go. Yeah. Just lay it down." The way God is not, He's not out to destroy us. Right. He's out to rid us of right. ourselves and what we're holding on to, right. so that He can then do something in our lives and bring us to the deep. Right, because his desire is none that should perish. You know, mm. He just wants us to get in that secret place. He wants us to get in that position of where we'll make some changes for him. Yeah. You know? I, rem- I It was comical uh, watching Brother Brewbreaker run down the beach. I mean, he's literally running after the boogie board. It was knocked out of his hand, and it was quite a ways away. And the thing about that is, is by the time I got there, I was so tired and wore out that I had no more fight. I couldn't even oh, go back out there and get into it wow. because I was chasing after those things that were in my hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When, the reason why we run after those things, the reason why you went back after the boogie board is to get back into the wave yeah. and start over again. Yeah. Right? And, and that was and my go- security. Right? It was my blanket. You know, I, mm. I wanted to get that back up so I could get back out there. And God's literally trying to get those things out of our hands so we don't have to fight anymore. Right. Yeah. Man, that's so good. I hope y'all are, are getting something out of this. This has surely spoken to me and encouraged me. Uh, even on vacation, the Lord can speak to you and, and 
right. you know, reveal something to you. I'm learning even on vacation. And There's, 95% of our conversation since we've been here has been about the Lord. You know, yeah. it's my favorite conversation. There's nothing oh, more yeah. that I would rather talk about uh, than, than God and what he's done yeah. and continues to do in our lives. I don't want to take a vacation away from God. That's right. Yeah. 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 I we still go to church. on It might be online, but we yeah. still, oh, yeah. you know, we still dive into the word and, and, and we conversate even during our joking around times with mm -hmm. our wives, yep. which we give a hard time sometimes <laughs> to. Yeah, y'all pray for them. <laughs> yeah, pray, pray for them. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, it's, it's just no better topic than, than the Lord. That's you know? right. That's right. Well, listen, folks, thank y'all for hanging in with us. This is a bonus episode that we're dropping. Um, again, forgive me for not having an intro and the music and all the things. Uh, forgive me for any poor quality, but we're literally in a basement uh, at a beach house recording, but... You know, God is still good. Let go of the things that you're holding on to and let God take you to the deep places that he desires for you to go to. Uh, until next time, we pray that you're blessed. We pray that you're having a great day and a great rest of your week. And we love each and every one of you. Share this episode with someone and so that they can be encouraged as well. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Brother Brewbreaker, for, you for coming me. on and speaking with me. Absolutely. All right, God bless. Talk to you later.